This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, taking a look at some health news now, and a Vancouver specialist, hepatologist, also a professor at UBC, is looking to eliminate hepatitis C and specifically looking at immigrant groups as well. And this comes on the heels of an announcement in this province that the BC government is now making hepatitis C treatment available to all residents. Well, joining us to talk a bit more about this is Dr. Alnur Ramji. Uh, Dr. Ramji, thank you so much for being with us. Good morning, thank you. Good morning. What is actually being done, or what are you focused on when it comes to uh, eliminating hepatitis C? Well, firstly, as you pointed out, earlier this week, the health minister announced that uh, all persons for, with hepatitis C will be able to access the newer medications which can cure the disease in 95% of patients. And it's important to remember that we are actually talking about curing a disease, and that's quite rare, we truthfully have to say. So we have this ability to cure disease with newer medications, which are 12 weeks in duration, one tablet once a day, easy to take, and it's reimbursed. So the next challenge is really to find the persons who need to be treated. We have some persons already identified, but almost 40% of patients are either not identified or linked to care. And we have 60,000 to perhaps 80,000 British Columbians infected. So when we are looking specifically at what we are aiming to do with the immigrant populations, patients at risk are those who are baby boomers, persons who have used injection drugs, but a big population is still immigrant populations. Um, and so our focus on our project is really on trying to screen immigrant populations for hepatitis C as well as to link them to care. And why is it that we see or that it's more prevalent in immigrant populations? So when I say immigrant populations, it's immigrant populations outside North America, and for the most part outside uh, Western Europe. Places like uh, um, Italy can still have high prevalence rates of hepatitis C, but in Asia and Africa, um, Eastern Europe has high rates of hepatitis C, and that's linked to early childhood care. Um, and similarly to what we had in the 1940s or so, the early childhood care still in some of those places means there is blood-to-blood contact. And as such, persons received hepatitis C from contact to the health field, um, either when they are born or within the first few years of life during vaccination or if they have pneumonias, glass syringes were used, gloves may not have always been used, reused or recycled uh, syringes or needle tips could have been used. And, and that's changed now. But, you know, if you look at even the young immigrants, persons who are in their 30s um, are still at risk and should be screened for hep C. You mentioned baby boomers as well. Is that a population with where it is higher rates and people, a lot of people don't even know they have the disease? That's one of the biggest concerns, actually. Um, in Canada, we have suggested screening all baby boomers, that is anyone born between 1945 and 1975, once with a hepatitis C uh, test. And that is irrespective if you've had a blood transfusion, there's ever been any experimentation with drugs, because 70% of our hepatitis C patients account in this age group. And so it's critical that these patients or these persons are screened just once, and then if they have hep C, we can cure them in 95% of the time. This is a big group that we're missing, actually. And and is that also because of, of pra- pra- medical practices, or why such a large percentage? 
So it is partially due to that. And also, you know, if you think of 1945, 1965, people were not as aware of hygiene, carefulness, about blood-to-blood transmission. I've had some patients who, you know, helped to pick up glass from a stadium and would have got cut in other person's cut. If you get to school, you could have had cut and not cleaned properly, for example, or clean, uh, and, and another person's blood um, affected. Sometimes there's drug use experimentation. Even that was common in those times. They maybe just did it once and really an experimentation perspective. Um, so it's not always clear. And therefore, it's thought that rather than to assume or make risk factor based, it should be cohort based, i.e. we should be screening those age groups. And is part of it too, like you said, we're talking about a cure. Is, is part of it not understanding the disease and that people still have the idea that it's chronic and not curable? That's absolutely correct. So in all our pillars of how to link and to screen, the first part is education. And interestingly, it's not just education to the public, but also to physicians, because this was not emphasized much in medical school as hepatitis C has been curable and the aspects of it. So we have to and we have to provide education into the reality of Hep C. We have to destigmatize the hep, the disease. A lot of people associate it purely with injection drug use, which is not the case. Um, so we need to destigmatize with education to allow persons to get screened and come forward, so they can actually get cured. And when you get cured, the hepatitis C is gone, like it is completely gone, and your liver can gradually get better. And it's believed that we can decrease the complications of liver failure and liver transplant. Already we're seeing less persons go into liver transplant in North America. Does it matter how long a person has had the disease too? If somebody knows that they have it or they they fear that they have it, they might be reluctant to to come forward. Does it matter? Does the rate, uh, the cure rate, does it change at all depending on how long you've had it? No, not at all. There's a number of studies done even if you've had it for 60 years, the cure rate is the same. Some people also think that if I've only had hep C for 5 or 10 years, I'm okay, which is not going to always be the case. Even if you've had it for a short period of time, you could have significant damage in your liver. And given there's a cure right now, it is reasonable to try and access that cure to get treated. So before the BC government brought this forward, opening it up to anybody living with the disease to access treatment, was that a, a major roadblock and that people perhaps wanted the treatment but couldn't get it? It was a significant issue. So uh, these newer agents have been available for approximately two years, and it was being paid for by the severity of the disease. Um, and if you had moderate amount of damage or other factors that you could get treatment, which, which truthfully we could treat about 40% of patients, we think. And, but now it opens it up to anybody who's ever had hepatitis. And I can't tell you how thrilled patients really are. I mean, they really are excited for this because... They've lived with this disease for a long time. They've wanted a cure, and finally there is a very easy cure. And I'm guessing if there's so many people that are living with it, is it quite easy then to have this and to not even know? That's exactly the problem. I probably have five patients a week who are newly diagnosed, who never knew they had hepatitis C. Often, again, in the baby boomers, if they're looking at a second mortgage, they get some blood work done, or if they're going to retire and they're going down south for a while, they get their insurance done, and part of this is hepatitis C, and the surprise, which really is, is quite disastrous for their feelings, is that, is that diagnosed with hep C, when they, and, and they find out they could have had it for decades, um, and they're very disturbed by it. So I think it is, that's the concern, is that there are a number of patients who don't know, and they may present with 
significant liver damage. So we need to get people to understand this, as you pointed out, destigmatize it and get screened. And could this lead to, if with, with enough people finding out about this and, and education, could this lead to uh, the elimination of the disease altogether? The WHO has given a suggestion that hep C should be eliminated by 2030. I think in Canada, and particularly BC, we have the ability to do it before that. If we look at who is affected, um, the persons who do inject drugs, and we can try and treat those, those, can be access- those persons can be accessible for treatment, so you can try and eliminate the spread of it. The biggest risk of spread of hep C today is in injection drug use. But the biggest percentage of patients who have hepatitis C is the baby boomers. So we need a different aspect of trying to find persons in each of this group, and including the immigrant populations who, unfortunately, sometimes have forgotten about this cultural issues and not talked about hepatitis C. So we need a different tool to try and assist each of these populations to come forward to get treated. And you're absolutely right. We should be able to eliminate hepatitis C. All right. Well, fascinating work and uh, the change in the treatments uh, that are now available to people. Uh, Dr. Ramji, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this. I appreciate it. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.